This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You ready for it? This is the latest debate that's raging online. Is it time to get rid of the phrase, lose your virginity? Hmm. There is a writer who posted this on Twitter and kind of got the conversation going. It's time to rebrand virginity to sexual debut. So (laughs) girls don't begin their journey as a deficit feeling like they've lost or given something up. We have few modern rites of passage and the fact that this transaction discovery is shrouded in shame has to change. It's a celebration. So they would lose your virginity sounds like a negative. They want it to, to be more positive, like um, <laughs> sexual debut. Sexual debut it sounds like you just released an album. or so, You know what I mean? I don't know. Is it negative to lose your virginity? Like, I mean, I know the word lose is in there, but I mean, when your buddy loses his virginity, there's high fives all around. Well, you're speaking from a male perspective, Jim. Sure, but I mean, what's wrong with the... You have to lose your virginity with a girl who likely is losing her virginity at the same time. What? Maybe, maybe not. Well, I mean... Sometimes your dad may drop you off at a brothel. Who knows? (laughs) When you're 36 and he's like, you need to get this done, Get it over with, kid. Um, yeah, so they're, they're talking about, uh, making it sound a little more positive and I, I think it's an opportunity to, to come up with something catchy here. If we're going to rebrand, we should maybe do a little Taz and Jim think tank on the mm. issue. Mm. Sexual debut. Sexual it's okay. I it's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like sexual debut, like. My sexual debut was pretty lackluster. I mean, like, if you're going to have a sexual debut, it should be, there should be fireworks. There, you know, it just sounds b- bigger than it is. Yeah, like, if you're putting on a, a production, a Broadway show, there's months and months of rehearsals. Mm-hmm. You make sure you have everything down pat, so you really, you blow it out of the water on opening yeah. night, because you only have one chance Sure, for, for your opening night. There's another one. It could be your sexual opening night. Mm-hmm. Sexual debut, you want to make sure you, you, you really, pardon the pun, nail it. <laughs> you got to wear a tux? Uh-huh. You know, it's got a top hat, perhaps? I don't know. Sexual debut. Mm. Hey, what'd you, what'd you get up to on the weekend? Oh my God, I had my sexual debut. <laughs> <laughs> huh. How about, how about my physical showcase? No, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds like, that sounds like you're on display. I don't like it. I'm just, I'm just, uh, hmm. How about the shootout at the OK Corral? Is that one taken? <laughs> it's a lot of... Might have to make an acronym for that. It's a long one. <laughs> hmm. You got any ideas? Lose your virginity is passe. What can you replace it with that makes it sound a little more appealing for everybody? Hmm. Talking about this debate, is it time to retire the phrase losing your virginity? Some think so. They think uh, it, it alludes to it being a negative thing instead of the beginning of a transition or discovery. Um, so we're, we're trying to help with the rebrand here on the show. If you have an idea, one 829 what phrase could we use instead of lose your virginity? The suggestion that the writer who started this conversation had was sexual debut. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, I uh, just wanted to touch on the uh, the losing your virginity subject. Oh, sorry. I would like to call it the apprenticeship of sexual sexuality. You you, be, you began your uh, 
your sexual apprenticeship. That's right. Because there's a learning curve that is there. Right. You can't just jump and have a child right away or anything like that. You got to get. Well, uh, that's a. I think you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So sexual apprenticeship. What if you what if you call it getting accepted to come Unity College? <laughs> A bachelor's degree? <laughs> I got I got my PhD at Community College. Don't ask what the P, the H, or the D stand for. <laughs> right. <laughs> those are, uh, yeah, uh, you got to keep those under wraps. <laughs> you should keep it all under wraps if you're uh, having your sexual debut, for sure. Correct. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Michael, what do you think? Uh, what about sexual ripening? Ugh. <sighs> See, that one, just like the sexual apprenticeship, sounds a little creepy to me. It does. It's really aggressive. Yeah, the, like the uh, the apprenticeship sounds like someone's taking advantage of someone in that transaction. Well, it's a teacher job, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's go back to the drawing board. Thanks, buddy. Taz and Jim. I um, I have a thought for the uh, instead of the like, the faux pas word that we shouldn't be using anymore is that we need to bag it and tag it. Yeah, I don't think that one's gonna fly. No. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like an improvement. No, it it, it, it doesn't, but it depends on, uh, I, I think the apprenticeship one, it kind of rolls with that one too, though. Yeah, that one's not good either. We're, we're, no, we're not doing well here, gang. <laughs> no, I, I, I think we need to improve. What do we got coming in over the text line? I, I have one, my, my personal one. I don't like these things that have the word sexual in it. Like It's all a little on the nose. How about, how about releasing the doves? That's my. I'm, that's how I'm throwing my hat in there. It's a nice visual. Yeah, yeah. Release the doves. Yeah. Um, how about release the crack in? <laughs> <laughs> that works too. There's some good ones. This one I like too. This alliteration here. Inaugural intercourse. All right. That's not this bad. is better. Yeah. That's not bad. Leveling up is uh-huh. another one. Uh, why not go back to the bases? Just call it a home run. My first home run. Uh, the first encounter. <laughs> Sounds like you're a probe by an alien. Uh-huh. Not a fan of that one. Yeah. Took a trip to the water park? I don't know about that. <laughs> Broke the seal? I mean, that already means taking your first yeah, uh, number a, one of the night. That so. covers something else yeah. there. Punched my card. Now, I just got a, a message here from one of my buddies, a text message. says, guys, I got it. How about sexual premiere? I don't like it because it makes me picture Doug Ford naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here comes your sexual premiere. Oh, boy, and he's got a Timmy's breakfast sandwich. He's just holding the cheesecake in front of his naughty bits. <laughs> well, there was a time we thought we'd never hear new music from Guns N' Roses again, at least not the incarnation we remember from the 90s with Axel and Slash, Duff all together. But they have put out a new EP. Well, it's coming out, and they've got a new single that uh, was released last week called Hard School.
sounded very Guns N' roses he? Yeah. The part I was most worried about are Axel's vocals, but they sound pretty strong. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, I think he finishes strong here. Axel was good at, at ending a song. <laughs> yeah, he would go out and you know, yeah, yeah. always have a good little finish to a tune. I like it. Hard school, which is spelt with a K, by the way. Whoa. Yeah, so you know the school's got to be pretty hard if they don't <laughs> teach spelling. <laughs> hard school, the EP from Guns N' Roses. It's going to have that song on it, uh, Absurd, which is a newer one. It was released last month, and live versions of Don't Cry and You're Crazy. And if you're ready for a throwback, go to the Guns N' Roses store online. This is on their uh, website. You can you can uh, pre-order the EP on compact disc. Really? Yeah. So you can get a new Guns N' Roses CD. In the year 2021. Now that's something. Weather looking pretty good this week compared to last week, especially sun and cloud. Basically, that's a forecast for the whole week. Jim, are you full furnace now? Did you cave? I know. Uh, I know. Sarah sneakily turned the furnace on without your knowledge last week. Yep. Is it still going? It's on. It, we already crossed that threshold. It's on now. Mm. You didn't put your foot down. I said, I said, whatever additional money is coming out of our utilities bill, I'm taking it off the wedding. So if you want a fancy wedding, okay. But give and take here. Uh-huh. So she put it on, you left it on all weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, well, we turned it off. We were gone for the weekend, but we came back and it was like first thing degrees in our house. First thing she did was dive for the thermostat. Yeah, yeah, she did. She was like, it's freezing in here. And I said, who am I trying to kid here? There's five days left, left of September. I mean, how much money am I really going to spend? Whatever. But then I, I did lay down the law and say, yeah, whatever extra <laughs> is coming out of the wedding fund. So We can turn the furnace on, but we're keeping it at 21 degrees. Do not touch that thermostat. Mm-hmm. It stays put. It sounds like you're ready to be a married guy, have a couple kids there. That's dad <laughs> behavior. I know. If, see, I'm already there. That's why our furnace is not on. Yeah, yeah, you've been around this block before. I, there's a switch in, in the basement what my wife doesn't know about, the furnace on-off switch, and I've put that thing on off, so she can't <laughs> even turn it on if she wanted to. It's a pl- placebo <laughs> button upstairs. That's right. The old nest. <laughs> She's sitting there spinning the nest thermostat mm. and nothing's happening. <laughs> I think there's something wrong. Oh boy. Maybe there is something wrong, honey. I'll call the furnace guy next week. <laughs> <laughs> He's on vacation. You know how it is. I'll call him mid-November and we'll see if we can get that thing fired up. We got to congratulate our colleague, Matt Weaver. Our pal Weaver got married on the weekend, Jim. Mm-hmm, I saw that. Great. Him and his beautiful bride, Kaylee, looking, uh, bringing up the average in these wedding photos, that's for sure. <laughs> That I'm seeing online. Uh, yeah, Weaver's got a he's got a baseball hat on in his wedding pictures. Yeah, yeah. You got the flat the flat brimmed hat. It is black, so it's classy. It is his look. I don't get it though. What do you mean? Well, he's got a full head of hair. 
You know, I could see. I didn't even wear a hat at my wedding, and I'm uh, I'm a serious glare hazard in <laughs> any photo involving Flash. Yeah. With my big old bald head. Yeah. I don't know how he got away with this one. Good for him. Yeah, she's very, very uh, generous with that one. Like, I could see maybe a top hat. I was going to send a message down the hall. Weaver works at Country 104, our sister station, out of Woodstock. Do you think he wore that during the ceremony, or did he just put it on after? I don't think you're allowed to wear hats in a church. <laughs> was it at a church? If it wasn't at a church, then probably. Well, explain the Pope then. <laughs> well, it has to be a very special one. You know? uh, it has to be bedazzled. God needs to see the top of your head while you're praying to make sure he knows it's you. And that's what I think that's what the yarmulke is for in the Jewish faith. There's There's something to do with God looking down and seeing your head, so maybe there's something to it. I just sent a message over to Kyle, who does a morning show at Country 104. Do you know if Weaver wore that hat while he was getting married? Was it in a church or was it an outdoor thing? I don't know. The pictures are all outdoor. Look like they're on a fire. Yeah, we weren't too. invited. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Boss Brad was there. I saw that. Yeah, they didn't. Matt didn't want us asking questions about this hat. Yeah, he didn't want us judging his wardrobe. Uh, he, Kyle says no he didn't wear it during the ceremony he put it on right after though <laughs> yeah it was only comfortable when he could pop it back on <laughs> alright well, are, are you thinking of any headwear for your wedding Jim what do you got oh man I was just thinking a bandana would be sweet <laughs> and how are you going to wear it are you going to like fully cover the head or are you going to fully gonna... cover the head like, like a guy on a motorcycle puts on like puts that like on Hulk Hogan. Puts the helmet on yeah exactly, like exactly. A, a, that's nice that's mm-hmm. a nice look you're not going to do like a Rambo no Jimi Hendrix no 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 I'm Brett going Michaels. full <laughs> full blown old school biker I like it yeah why don't you get the skull mask as well Skull mask <laughs> would be cool. My bandana does have to match my pocket square. Is the only thing that my girlfriend demanded. <laughs> She's a catch. <laughs> Congratulations to Weaver and Kaylee. Hope you guys had a great time without us on the weekend. <laughs> uh, we didn't have to buy gifts. That was <laughs> her name's Callie too. Callie. So maybe she, we didn't get invited because we can't pronounce her first name. Is it Callie? Yeah. I've been calling her Kaylee oh, this whole no, time. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I've just I just got a message from uh from Kyle down the hall. It's Mark Weaver. Oh, what the? We've just been Whoops. calling him Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> and we always miss the, the big investment opportunities, Jim. Mm-hmm. We've lamented about how we uh we didn't get enough Bitcoin early on. Missed it. And then the Dogecoin. All the coins we've missed out on. GameStop we missed out on. Damn it. And now we uh, missed out on the opportunity to buy a pair of used underwear that belonged to Michael Jordan. NBA legend. It was an auction on the weekend. What would you think a pair of Michael Jordan's used underwear would go for? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to guess 10 grand. Wow. Not quite. I thought this I thought this was a pretty good price, but 10 grand. Wow. $2,784 is okay. what, what the under. And now these were not a pair of underwear that were worn during any specific game. This is a, a former bodyguard and, and f- 
pal of of Jordan who was providing this stuff for auction. And we just know that there was a dry cleaning tag on them, so they were clean. Okay, that's good. You know you've made it when you can afford to have your underwear dry cleaned. It's a dollar twenty-five a load, Taz. Is it not? <laughs> you could you could wash hundreds of pairs for like two dollars. Yeah, but you send them off to the dry cleaner. You, it's got to be like what four or five bucks to get a pair of gits dry cleaned. If you're talking like professional steam cleaned, pressed, little pressed, starch yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know if they're fruit of the loom. You'd hope. Oh yeah, because MJ was the fruit of the loom guy for a while, wasn't he? Was he Haynes or was he fruit of the? Oh, loom? Oh, you're right. He was Haynes. I think he was a Haynes man. He was a Haynes dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's weird. Like, I mean, how long was he holding onto this underwear for? That's kind of an odd thing to just keep around. Uh, if it's more like if you j- like if you just found them and you put them up for auction, but if you were like saving them for a special occasion, I think he had a bunch of his clothes. Maybe he picked up okay. his dry cleaning once and, and and never gave it back to Michael. He had some suits, coats, dress shirts, and ties in the auction as well. But hmm. the interesting item, definitely Michael Jordan's underwear, going for around thirty five. Hundred dollars Canadian, three thousand five hundred dollars Canadian. Hmm. So you think this? If you would have bought this, it would increase in value exponentially. Well, it's only going to go up. <laughs> well, underwear sure? does go down too. Yeah, yeah, up and down. <laughs> the listing says. <laughs> again, we don't know if this was this underwear is worn during a big game, but the listing says that the underwear shows evidence of quote definite use. Whatever that oh, means. <laughs> I hope that just means like some of the fabric is a little worn. Because, <laughs> uh-huh. yikes. Definite I don't want to skid mark. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't the underwear he was wearing after he ate that tainted pizza, I hope. <laughs> and we've been getting messages from our London listeners all morning asking uh, what we thought about homecoming weekend in the Forest City. University of Western Ontario, notorious. If you're listening in Hamilton, I know McMaster, they like to party there. But in London, there's been some serious problems, especially with this street called Bruffdale, where all the students gather and wreak havoc. It's been a tradition year after year. Pandemic slowed things down a little bit. But uh, the students were definitely out there trying to get her done. They, they were getting turned away, though, Jim. They had the police checking IDs and making sure if you're trying to get on Bruffdale Ave on the weekend that you actually lived on Bruffdale. I, I, I get that they're checking IDs, but who changes their address when they move a to week school? into school. Well, that's where you carry a piece of mail with you. <laughs> Always keep a <laughs> phone bill handy. Yeah, you know, it was. They had trucks blocking the entrance. They were just doing what they could to discourage a gathering on Bruffdale, and it seems to have worked. Um, reports that things were a little toned down. I don't know if it's that, that is the case. I think they were just spread out because when people realized that the party wasn't in one spot, they just went and found their own party somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Paul on the phone. Hi, Paul. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. You live in a student-heavy neighborhood, right? I live near the corner of Talbot and Central Street, yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you see on Saturday? Were the students giving her? They were giving her on Saturday morning for sure. There was a lot of little pop-up parties throughout the neighborhood. I was working in the garage, working on a fence, and so between the hours of 10 to 2, 
the kids were hitting it. They're all over the place. I actually liked it because they were showing school spirit. They're drinking all over the place. However, there was a couple uh, huge parties right on Talbot near Central, and the sound systems that these kids have these days are next level. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, kids these days and yeah. their loud music. <laughs> we used well, to have to cart over a six CD changer. Like a huge, now, these like uh, Bluetooth, Bluetooth speakers are incredible. Yeah. No, no, these sound systems are legit. So it was like almost competing parties going back and forth. Mm. But in the end, there was one right across the street for me that was going on. Even when it started raining at noon, it was not diminished. They kept hitting it. Eventually, the cops showed up around 1 o'clock, and the music kept on going until they played NWA, F-U-C-K, the Popos. (laughs) And then that's when everything (laughs) shut down. Oh, that's hilarious. As soon as that song was over... Everything just sort of went away. They probably got fined. I think. Yeah, they, you'd think that the police did something to intervene at that point if they're getting that kind of reaction. You don't think the police requested that one, do you? Uh, it, it's <laughs> probably unlikely. Not. <laughs> I, like, it was a little bit of a stretch. Like, this is not Compton back in, what, the 70s or 80s. This is Western. So, yeah, it was pretty funny at all. Oh, boy. Should have like, stuck with the village people where they, where they promote policing. Instead of tearing it down, eh? They're very yeah. diverse, those yeah. village people. If they did YMCA, maybe the police would have joined in, <laughs> right? A motorcyclist stops by, gets off his bike. YMCA. <laughs> now, in, it, was it as bad in years past, would you say, Paul, from, what, uh, from your experience? Or was it just par for the course with the partying? I think it was pretty much par for the course. And to your point, I think they just sort of spread out all over the place. They... they I think a lot of the student body is, is drinking. They may be underage. They can't go to bars anyways, right? Yeah. At that hour, they're not even open. And then Western drops the ball, but not having it. There's, there's not even a football game in the afternoon. So where are you supposed to go to party? You can't even go to the stadium or a parking lot. Someone's front yard. I, I would love to know what the, what the fine was, what the ticket those guys got at the frat house. Ooh, yeah, it, it wouldn't be pretty. I think that's why everything got shut down, because they realized this is, uh, this is showtime and uh, you can't do it. <laughs> Simple as that. All right. Uh, it sounds like you had some entertainment, though, on a Saturday afternoon. Glad you enjoyed it. Good times. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. One. Yeah, see you. <laughs> so they, they, we've said this over and over again. They try to shut it down. You're just going to go somewhere else. Jim, you and I, back in our college days, respectfully, uh, would would just leave and go somewhere else there was no stopping the party yeah yeah i mean i i really can't judge these students because i'd be right in the mix as well so what can i say we hope everyone was as safe as possible over the weekend and uh man whoever played that song (laughs) legend though they must have thought they were just uh the most clever person in the world (laughs) until the billy clubs come out the pepper spray. <laughs> I was kidding. I want to see you peacock. peacock, peacock, peacock Let's take a look at sports. We are joined by Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio. Dev, a weekend of some fantastic kicking in the NFL. Yeah, it was a great weekend to be a kicker, especially if you're Justin Tucker, who made NFL history with a 66-yard field goal to send the Ravens past the Lions. It was uh, a game that I thought uh, was not going to be that close. That it came right down to the wire. Uh, real bad if you're a, a Lions fan, but uh, I'm not <laughs> a Lions fan, so I thought yeah. it was great. Was it a great weekend to be the Lions kicker? <laughs> but that's, yeah, new record, 66 yards. Now, there was another team that went for 68, but that one backfired. 
Yeah, if you are the Arizona Cardinals and you don't have Justin Tucker on your team, maybe don't try a 68-yard field goal attempt because they did that against Jacksonville. And the only good thing Jacksonville has done this year is they turned a missed 68-yarder into a 109-yard return touchdown. So, <laughs> And, Dev, it looks like uh, you did it. You're, you're the guy who finally brought down Tom Brady by singing his praises on the show last week. And look what happened to the Buccaneers. Yeah, you know what? I, I just I, I'm fully confident that he's going to rebound from this loss to the L.A. Rams on Sunday and just continue to destroy and just crush <laughs> the entire NFL. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, I mean, you got to lose at some point. And if you go back to last season, the, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, you know, struggled at bits to start, and then once they found their groove. They never look back. So, I mean, it's one game. The uh, the Rams are a good team. They got Matthew Stafford to do exactly what he did yesterday. The fact that they uh, lost to the Rams should not be a huge surprise. Two good teams, and uh, be really interesting if they're standing at the end of all of this in the NFC Championship. Could happen. And what else stuck out in the NFL on the weekend for you? Well, I can't, you know, not mention the Buffalo Bills because they're now in first place in the AFC East. They won all their competition lost. The Dolphins lost a real tight game to the Las Vegas Raiders. They lost on a uh, field goal as time expired. The uh, Patriots got crushed by the Saints. The Jets (laughs) got demolished by the Broncos. So the Buffalo Bills looking very strong in their division. But if I'm a team with a rookie quarterback, I'm... You know, I'm hoping for a, a better second half of the season. I know the first half isn't done, but Zach Wilson has not looked good. Trevor Lawrence has really struggled, and Justin Fields uh, got destroyed as a member of the Chicago Bears. So rookie quarterbacks, not a huge surprise. They would struggle, but they're really Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.